0: Hello. And a huge, 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 huge welcome back to the Lift Your Life podcast. I hope as always everyone is good. So it is Friday night. I'm recording this, and I'm not gonna lie to you guys, I am exhausted. So if you didn't see on the socials or you watching, listening, you're not know watching this, I'm not recording it <laughs> because I look a mess. Kind of what I'm getting on to now. Yeah, if you're listening, uh, if you're listening to this in the future, so I'm trying to say that. You won't have a clue what I'm on about, but basically, I got back from Dubai on Wednesday night, uh, and it was the longest day of travel ever. It took me like 18 hours to get home. It was wild. And yesterday, I was good. I was so motivated. I was so energized. And it's like today, it's hit me like my eyes have been sore, just trying to stay awake. So you're probably thinking, Lucy, why, why are you recording a podcast today? Why not just wait a bit until you're more energized? Now, the thing is, guys, I don't think my energy is going to get any better. Because tomorrow is when I get Jasmine, um, my little puppy. Um, I am ridiculously excited. And by the time you're listening to this, she will be all over the socials. So go give her a stalk and some love. But I know what it's like having a puppy. You don't sleep great at the start. So I don't think my energy and sleep is going to be It's not getting better, is it? So, So here we are recording this podcast. And this is a podcast that's been requested by quite a few of my clients, actually. So you know who you are. And if you're not listening to this... We should be because you requested it. And I know it'll probably benefit quite a few people out there who have maybe got to a point in their journey where they've finished fat loss or they're coming to finish up fat loss. And you're getting to that turning point as to what do I do next? Do I reverse into maintenance? or do I go into a gaining phase? And there basically got two options, realistically. You know, when you finish fat loss, it's like, well, do you, well, there's three, really. You could just put it all back on, but we don't do that. You know, when my clients get to that point, I'm like, right, what do we want to do then? Do we want to, you know, get to a point where you're, because you're probably going to be doing quite a lot to, to be at that point where, you know, a lot of expenditure, maybe quite um, hyper-accountable to your nutrition. Do you want to move away from that? Or have you really enjoyed that process of working on yourself and now want to develop your physique further by building muscle? and um quite a lot of my clients want to do that and I basically wanted to do a podcast today about your first book it sounds a bit like one of those books doesn't it? like your first period your first whatever but I do I just want to basically map out the expectations what you actually should be looking to see what you do need to focus on because there's so much crap on social media as always um and I do think um gaining phases are overcomplicated and the actual things to be prioritize aren't really looked at and I basically want to give you a bit of an overview as to how I would be delivering a gaining phase if you were one of my one-to-one clients and ultimately if you are going into one what you really should be expecting. So the first thing that I want to say is I really want to get rid of the word bulk. I hate 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 the word bulk when it comes to a muscle building phase because when you think bulk um well think of anything in bulk it's big, it's in excess it's loads of it and visually what you kind of have is this image of you being quite a lot softer um, and you kind of almost having to force yourself to mentally accept that and you really don't need to you really don't need to be in this big 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 body to be building muscle at all I basically like to use the word building or gaining phase because ultimately what what is the goal you're trying to build muscle therefore let's look at it like that Let's use a productive word, an exciting word of building, growing, developing rather than bulk. Like, I don't really think of, you know, there's not huge connotations apart from things maybe being cheaper when it comes to the word bulk. But when you think build, you think exciting because there really is no need to get fat. There is no, there's no extra benefit to, you know, getting over fat at all in a gaining phase. Hence why I don't like using the word bulk, particularly. And then in terms of expectations, um, it's probably one of the biggest ones. Expectation management in a building phase is one of the biggest things that you need because in a fat loss phase, especially if you just come from one, you'll have been used to seeing things qu- relatively quickly in terms of visual changes. You know, you can look at your progress photos from week one to week four and go, okay, yeah, I can see visible differences here. This is, this is pretty good. Um, and you can see those numbers on the scales and in your clothes and on all sorts of those things now when when it comes to the visuals in the building phase, you don't see them. you as a female, you you won't really see massive visual differences at all. Over prolonged periods of time, you might start to see more shape coming into your glutes and in your shoulders, but you might actually feel that you're going backwards, which is an interesting one because if you've already got a baseline layer of muscle when you're a bit leaner and you can see a bit of your shoulder, maybe you can see like your hamstring pop. When you start to put on body fat, that starts to fade, and it might actually feel like you're going backwards, like, I can't see my muscle anymore, what the hell? And that isn't a bad thing. It's just now if you look at it a bit like, I look at it a bit like past the parcel, you're just adding another layer, and it just makes it visually harder to see. And that's why in a building phase, you can't rely on aesthetics and you actually kind of want to detach from aesthetics, even though the goal long-term maybe is aesthetics because you aren't going to see all this muscle growing and developing. You've just got to have that trust and faith that it is happening if you are doing what you need to be doing to build that muscle. In terms of how much you should be gaining, there isn't like a you should or shouldn't, but what I like to use as a rule of thumb is roughly about 1% of your body body weight weight max gain a week so for example if you are 140 pounds you wouldn't really be wanting to gain more than a pound and a half a week roughly rough rule of thumb because some weeks you might have bigger jumps some weeks you won't but the idea is if you're just gaining like two three pounds a week it's not unless you're like two and three hundred pounds but at that point you probably should be in a dieting phase for health reasons you are not putting on extra muscle by doing that there is no benefit you are just putting on extra body fat and it's not conducive at all because what's interesting about body fat is that fat doesn't contract. Yes, weight moves weight, and having more body fat allows you to be stronger. But if you are just putting on excess body fat, you're actually limiting your ability to train efficiently as well. So just be mindful of how much you are actually gaining. If you're like, oh, I'm just gaining all this weight and it's amazing and I'm, I'm bulking and it's like, "Well, is it productive weight gain or not? Because there is a difference. And productive weight gain should feel uncomfortable but not horrific it should be okay I'm starting to feel a bit softer here you know I'm starting to see my lines fade a little bit this maybe isn't the version of me that I would feel the most comfortable with going on holiday in a bikini with but that's what it should feel it should feel discomfort because it's new it shouldn't be feeling like oh my god I'm getting far oh my god you know nothing fits and feeling horrendous in yourself because that's taking it unnecessarily far so in terms of what you need to be doing to be having a productive building phase, you need to be as consistent as you will be in a deficit. And I think this is where a lot of people go wrong, because when you're in a deficit, people tend to get this real tunnel vision mentality of steps, cardio, calories, training, and it almost like robot modes. Then when you go into a building phase, people become a bit more relaxed. Now, don't get me wrong. That's one of the benefits of a building phase is you can be a bit more relaxed about your nutritional choices, but there is having the capacity to be more relaxed versus just being totally chill and being like, you know, I'm just making my protein. I'm just going to have all these kinder eggs and, you know, I don't know what kinder eggs came into. Um, I don't know what I was thinking of then, like Ben and Jerry's and Kit Kats. Just put all of those into my calories now because I can. No, you need to be as consistent. You really, really, really do. And the main thing that you really need to consider when when it comes to the nutrition side of things, while we're talking about that, is protein. You may have considered protein a little bit in a dieting phase. I do get my clients to focus on protein in a dieting phase. Sometimes there will be a target protein number, sometimes there won't. But the main reason is that we know that protein keeps you fuller for longer. And we know that protein has a higher thermic effect of food. So you burn more calories eating more protein than you would carbs or fats. So the function of protein changes. The function of protein goes from being a tool for satiation, a tool for um, assisting fat loss. You you might have used protein a little bit for muscle retention or supporting um, performance, but now the protein goal isn't that. The protein goal is there for repair and rebuilding. It has a totally different function, but it has a more critical function in, in alignment with the goals. Because if you wanted to drop body fat, you could do really well with it without really focusing on protein. But if you want to build muscle as a female, especially, and you aren't considering protein, good luck. You're going to really shoot yourself in the foot. So you need to ensure that you're eating protein. You need to ensure that you're eating good quality protein. So highly highly bioavailable protein sources. So that is protein sources with all of your essential amino acids. So that is your animal-based proteins, um, a lot of things like corn, soya, if you aren't 100% sure what is a complete protein. And what I mean by that is something that has all of the essential amino acids. So basically something that is going to allow you to build muscle. Just Google it and it will, it will come up. Otherwise, i would be sat here all day explaining the different sources. And what you also want to consider is not just protein servings and types, but frequency and quantity. So ensuring that you are having 20 to 25 grams of protein from the protein source in a serving. And you're having that every sort of roughly every four hours. Because the reason every four hours is because When you eat that source of protein, something in the body called muscle protein synthesis happens, which is this really cool chemical reaction, which basically starts the repair of muscle tissue that has a refractory period, which means basically that process starts to die off after like three, four hours, which is where having that top up comes in. And this is where, you know, you see these bodybuilders eating every few hours. That's kind of where that that idea has come from. You don't need to have chicken every two hours. You just want to be ensuring you're having a protein serving roughly every sort of four hours or so. So that's why having it with your meals or snacks is really, really important with with your nutrition. And as well, you do need to eat well. Like, yes, you've got more flexibility, which is great. Um, So you can have, you know, that, you can have cereal in your yogurt bowl in the morning and not just the fruit. And, you know, there maybe is more room to have a little bit of chocolate and things, but you still want to be sticking to that 80-20 principle because if you just eat loads of high inflammatory, you know, you see some of these influences where they're bulking on just pizzas and stuff. And it's like, it's not productive. You're going to look shit if you're just eating loads of shit food. And we know that high levels of inflammation isn't you know, isn't beneficial for the body in terms of muscle building. If you're eating loads of shit, you're going to be sluggish and tired, so you're not going to train well. So still stick to that 80-20 principle. And thinking about what you can include from a perspective of healthy, nutrient-dense foods that make your food taste amazing, that maybe you had to limit or avoid because it just wasn't worth the calories in a dieting phase. So things like a drizzle of olive oil on your, you know, your couscous and rice, bloody delicious. Maybe adding things like avocados and cheeses and things to your salads and wraps because you've got more calories to play with now. Delicious. You know, having maybe granola in your yogurt because you don't need things to be super high volume. You know, there's so many delicious foods that you can have that are still really nutrient dense. And then with, from a nutrition perspective as well, um, Pre and post-workout considerations probably do matter. Again, it's not a make or break, but if you are trying to get the most out of it, I would heavily put a big focus into what you're eating around your training window. So ensuring that you are having those servings of protein around the training window and having carbs as well before. So before you might've just had, um, you know, got up, had your bowl of porridge, then got to the gym and then come out and had chicken salad. Like if you're in a building phase, you want to ensure that the meal before and after has protein and has carbs. Um, I've done a deeper podcast going and explaining this more, but that's basically it. You do want to consider it because you want to consider your training performance. So fueling it and also your recovery and in its plainest and most simple terms, protein and carbs are going to allow you to do that. In terms of how much, in terms of what sources, um, what I always personally suggest, I said I did the podcast on it, but I might as well explain it whilst you're here, pre-workout, something that digests really well. You don't want something that's going to feel stodgy and heavy, you know, so for example, bread for a lot of people doesn't digest very easily, so you don't want like a chicken sandwich before you train because you're probably going to feel sluggish, whereas rice-based products digest very well, oats digest very well for a lot of people, so something like chicken and rice. Uh, I'd keep fiber lower, so I wouldn't plow loads of veg pre-workout, oats and whey. Some people, if you're going to train, you know, quite a long time after eating, a little bit of fat to slow down digestion can be good. So like a square dark chocolate, a little bit of avocado with your chicken. And then post-workout, again, it doesn't realistically matter um, as such, but... if it's been quite a while, I would always suggest quite a fast digesting carb just to get that food back in you, get the energy back. Um, so this is why you'll see people having things like cereal post-workout. Again, if you want like sort of questions on that, I'd always drop me a message. There are no like rules of you must eat this, you must eat that. And it's quite an individual thing. Like some people, for example, like fats post-workout because... Um, They can process food quite quickly. So if they have a really quite high sugary meal post-workout, they then have this energy crash. So this is where it's quite individual dependent to find what works for you. Personally, myself, I like a little bit of fat pre and post-workout for those reasons, but some people don't. And this is why having a coach can be helpful. Um, And on that note, if you are interested, we do still have coaching spaces available going into November. So um, as always, drop me a DM or um, I'll leave the application form um, to work with us in the show notes so that's nutrition now training wise um you do want to be consistent with your training um and you want to be training like 3 to 5 days a week there is no magic rule you're not going to necessarily see any real benefit from doing 5 days over 3 it's what you can commit to and what you can recover from um focusing on progressive overload which you probably should have been doing in a dieting phase but performance in your training is everything like you you, you know in a dieting phase again you could do really well in terms of just going and moving your body and focusing on it whereas when you wanted to build muscle, now it's like, right, how am I? Am I ensuring that I'm maximally stimulating the muscle? Am I ensuring that I'm always aiming to beat numbers? Am I always ensuring that I'm aiming to train with accuracy, with intent, pushing as close to failure as I possibly can? But one thing to consider as well is not just in the sessions, but out. So, are you prioritizing rest and recovery? So, are you prioritizing getting good sleep? Because that's when you recover from training. Are you stretching? Are you getting deep tissue work? You know, are you ensuring that you're basically really treating your body with care so that when you go into those sessions, you can give it your absolute all? And the big difference, realistically, with training with a dieting and building phase usually is just the cardio amounts because in a dieting phase you tend to use cardio as a way of controlling energy output so you can give more cardio to create a bigger deficit um, and increase steps to create a bigger deficit whereas what i like to use cardio and steps for in a building phase is just literally thinking about health and fitness so You know, moving your body more day to day keeps you healthy um, and a little bit of cardio can keep you fit and that can support performance. So most of the clients I have in building phases will do a very small amount of cardio um, and will just keep their steps to usually what is their sort of normal day to day movement. Unless they are a client who, for example, if they weren't given a target would maybe do like 3000 steps, then there will be a formal target there just to ensure they do keep themselves moving. And then the last point is just how long, which is a big question I get. Like, how long should I be spending in a building phase? And my answer is always as long as possible. Because building muscle as a female is so hard. It is not an easy thing to do. Uh, it requires patience, it requires consistency. So, the longer you can spend building, the better. I know myself that the people that I know who have spent long times in building phases or just above maintenance and focused on training hard and eating well, they are the people who look the best. They are the people that have put down the most muscle. It is the people that I see that, oh, fucking hell, it stresses me out, who... Well, they, to firstly, they don't do half the stuff that I mentioned that you should be doing in this podcast anyway, but they'll maybe do a, a bulk, in inverted commas, for like 10 weeks, and then they die again. And I'm like, hun, 10 weeks? Fuck all. You know what I mean? You're not going to see any difference in that time. If you want to see productive changes, you want to spend at least 16, 20 weeks there. But the people I know who see the best results are the ones who spend time there. Years, uh, yes, they might have small like mini cuts in in the middle, but that's a podcast for another day. But the longer you spend, the better the result you will get at the end. But it's kind of a bit like, guess it's a bit like, or oh, a bit like investing putting money into a savings account. Like the longer you put have that money in the savings account, the more interest you'll build on it. And if you kind of look at it as like the longer you're spending in that building phase and that interest is muscle build- built, the more you're going to get. But sometimes you have to pull that money out, don't you? Because you're buying something and, you know, sometimes you are going to pull yourself out of it because maybe you've got a holiday or a photo shoot or whatever. But that's basically it in, in its summary. And spending time in a building phase does get tough. Like I mentioned earlier, because the societal norm for us as women is be smaller, get smaller, be lean, have abs, you know, all these pressures that we have. So we're going against that. And, What I always say to people if they, you know, they're really serious about this is we always want what we can't have in a phase. When you were dieting, you were thinking about, Oh, I just want to feel more energized. I just want to not be hungry all the time. Or I just want to, you know, be able to have this food and make it fit my calories and what have you. And then the second you go into a build, well, not second, but within a few weeks of a building phase, you're like, no, I miss being leaner and, you know, seeing my abs and seeing these lines and what have you. We always want what we're not having so focus on what you get to have right now enjoy the fucking experience enjoy the fact that you're strong in the gym and feel energized enjoy the fact that you do have energy to do not just stuff in the gym but more at home and day-to-day life and that you're not hungry and having to you know curb hunger Enjoy the flexibility. Enjoy the fact that, you know, when you go out for dinner, you're not always trying to think about lower calorie options. You can actually fit a pizza in pretty easily and still have food left over. You know, enjoy all these really awesome benefits that you're getting because if you can focus on the benefits, you're going to enjoy it so much more. Whereas if you're constantly focusing about feeling fluffy and wishing you a leaner, you're not going to last very long in it. You're not going to see many results from it. So I hope that was helpful and insightful. Just a bit of a a whistle-stop tour into what to expect in your first book as, well, it's not a book, is it? But you know what I mean? That's the word we're going to use for this podcast, a bit of clickbait. But if you have found it interesting, obviously, please let me know. If you have any questions from anything I've said, obviously, please feel free to slide in my DMs on Instagram, because I appreciate that you might have something very specific to you in relation to this being quite sort of generic overhaul advice. Um, and as always if there's any topics that you guys want me to cover for you drop me a message and let me know but other than that guys I'm gonna love you and leave you because I want to go and get myself an early night have yourself a fan freaking fantastic rest of your day and I will catch you on next week's episode